discovers all is fair in love. You said Dylan could go out with whoever he wanted. And you said you were my best friend. What a joke. 90210, an all-new episode Wednesday. Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today, we're talking about season three, episode 13, Rebel with a Cause. Mary, what happened this week? Andrea's legs are still broken, but that's not going to stop her from getting to the bottom of the story surrounding the grades computer Steve and Herbert broke. Andrea tells Steve the grades were restored, but the cops won't let up until they arrest somebody for the break in. Steve gets all nervous because he was the guy who did that thing. And the custodian, Mr. Hutchins, knows it. Mr. Hutchins takes a bunch of Steve's money in exchange for his silence. Andrea talks to Jay, who has heard rumors about the cheater key. Andrea tells Brandon about it, who warns Steve. Brenda claims she's so happy to not be with Broody Dylan anymore, and Kelly and Donna, er, and tells Kelly and Donna she won't be mad if he starts dating other people. That's good news because Kelly and Dylan have plans to go to the planetarium together and make out a whole bunch. Brenda goes to the peach pit with Rick, who Jim and Cindy really like, and runs into David and Donna. It's uncomfortable. Brick decide to go to another restaurant where they run into Deli and things get even more uncomfortable. Dylan tries to fight his SAT cheating accusations with Brandon and Mrs. Teasley's help. The border whoever rejects his appeal so they... Or so he decides to just go away for a while. Jim has a new secretary named Dottie who is dedicated, good at her job, and also hot. Cindy gets all jealous, but Jim tells her not to worry. But then he imagines her doing stuff anyway. And that's it. <laughs> it's okay. Brandon also tells mom not to overreact about Dottie. Oh, yeah, because Jim's old. <laughs> yeah. I just... I hated that whole storyline because it was dumb and a waste of my time but I really loved when she like came by to get the paper signed and then they all go into the living room and Brandon's like mom dad is gross girls don't (laughs) like him that was like nothing to worry about that was like the one good Brandon moment I think I've ever seen yeah yeah truthfully this was not a bad Brandon episode and I think it's because he was only in like three scenes yeah yeah so true. He was only in a couple and had such limited dialogue that he didn't have to talk much. Yeah, there he didn't have time to say something stupid. There was one thing I hated, though, and that was <sighs> when he was answering the door for Dottie and he just goes, uh-huh, and then, oh. like, opens the door. Oh, no, he was opening it for Rick. Never mind. Yeah, he was coughing, though. It's like, you probably could have done another take without the cough, right? <laughs> like... Well, did he, is that what you needed to fill that space when you took those two steps to the door? <laughs> yeah. Well, and when he coughed, I was thinking about the episode where Jim had a cold or something. And it's like, every time someone coughs, there's like a point to it. Like, Jim was sick and they were like, God bless you. Let's keep talking. Mm-hmm. Or like, Dylan had his cough and all of a sudden he became an ocean conservationist for one week. Yep. And now Brandon has a cough and nothing. Oh my gosh. He's got a lung cancer scare from the secondhand smoke from Brenda. Oh my God. Oh no. What if he turns it into that? Oh my God. We are seeing continuity. So I'm going to hold <laughs> yeah. out for it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like other than that, he gets the, um, 
articles about the kid who was already accused of cheating on his SATs for Brandon or for Dylan from the library. And then when Dylan leaves, he goes to the peach pit to tell Brandon that none of those articles meant anything and that nothing <laughs> happened. And Brandon was just like, feels bad, man. See you later. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was it. That was all Brandon did this entire episode. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally fine with it. And I didn't even realize Brandon wasn't in that much the episode until probably toward the end. No, I mean, this episode went pretty seamlessly. And, like, I think they actually did limit other people coming in and out of it rather than being like, Brandon has to serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, he really didn't. This was, like, the deli and brick story and then a little bit of Andrea trying to catch Steve and Steve being scared <laughs> that he was going to get caught. Oh yeah. And I mean, that was really it. I know this wasn't a very like packed episode, but it also didn't, I mean, there wasn't a lot of filler either. It, it was weird. It was like, there weren't several plot lines, but then there weren't also a lot of like filler scenes. Like we had the one in the beginning where it's just like the kids walking into school and stuff, but that's really it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest. I actually really kind of liked this episode. So we'll see. We'll see if yeah. I change my mind in the next hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we basically start at school. Um, and Brenda and Donna are walking down the hallway. And I loved Brenda's shirt, by the way. And uh, Donna looked like she could be in a safari or as part of, like, the Irwin family, like, Steve Irwin's family. <laughs> she's cute, but she's looked like she could have been a safari. <laughs> what, what if Brenda had been, like, Donna, ask me if you want if I want to hang out tonight. And she's like, okay, Brenda, do you want to hang out tonight? And she's like, no, I have a date. And Donna just went, crikey. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would have loved it. It would have been perfect. But, yeah, she does that. Minus crikey. And she's essentially going out with Rick after, like, two days of breaking up with Dylan. Yeah, it has been 48 hours since the Dylan breakup. Mm-hmm. And apparently everyone's fine with it. Yeah. Which just, like, blows my mind. Because I do love Donna being like, you dated him for, like, two years. Like, mm-hmm. you're cool with this? And she was like, oh, yeah, he can date whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is honestly where we get to my quote of the week. Because it was so hard to find one. Um, I just kind of like the banter aspect of it because uh brenda was like yeah donna have you ever heard of just do it and then donna's like yeah have you ever heard of just say no and i thought it was kind of (laughs) cute i love them yeah it was like the nike slogan and then like what the drugs one like don't do drugs slogan (laughs) yeah which i mean of course they gave donna the like just say no true true yeah abstain or whatever Mm mm-hmm but yeah, th- and then we immediately after this, we see David and Steve talking. And this is pretty much the only, this is what I wrote down. Well, like, this is the first and last time we hear about this in the episode. But David is apparently going to be performing in the Battle of the Bands. And Steve is supposed to get some people there to, like, see him and discover him. And that's all. Yeah, like, the Battle <laughs> of the Bands is not this episode, which I'm totally fine with. Because, yeah, yeah I feel like you know, maybe even last season or earlier this season, they would have been like, well, we have to end this episode with the battle of the bands. Yeah. And, you know, fill all this other stuff in. Yeah. Cause usually like whatever happens in the very first, maybe one or two scenes ends up coming back by the end of the episode. 
Yeah, and I guess if you think about it, like, the first scene was Brenda talking about her breakup with Dylan and that she was dating Rick. And then they're also talking about, like, how Steve wiped out a bunch of grades, Mm -hmm. but that they're all getting back. And, like, those really are the two big storylines. Right. Yeah. And so my next note is Herbert is afraid of the cops, but Steve isn't. And I just want to be like, I wonder why Herbert's afraid of the cops and Steve isn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, subtle as it may be, but there's like tons of subtext there. Yeah, I actually, so this is what I was talking to John about right before we got on this call because I was talking to him and I was like, my favorite character on 90210 is about to get in trouble for something stupid, but he's like, he's not going to get in trouble because he's white and privileged and Mm -hmm. that's going to bother me. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, he didn't get caught this episode, but um, Hutchins, that's his name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The janitor janitor Hutchins is blackmailing him, and that is going to backfire at some point, and Steve's going to get in trouble. And, like, I filled John in. He was like, oh, I remember I watched that episode. And he was like, yeah, Steve's going to get, like, maybe 50 hours of community service and a month of probation, and Herbert is going to go to prison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is awful. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's what he's telling me about the broken cybersecurity laws in this country. And he was like, yeah, I don't know when these were enacted. And I looked it up and I was like, 1986. And he was like, yeah, those are still the cybersecurity laws that we use oh, today. Oh, gosh. Like, cool, cool, cool. Dinner yeah. Tight. Need, need a little bit of update there. Yeah, but look, um, 90210 getting real into or me assuming 90210 is going to get into it. Getting Watch, into cyber crimes. Watch none of this happen. This is, what is it? Like CSI cyber, but it's 90210 cyber. (laughs) Didn't, yeah. Somebody that wrote on 90210 created (laughs) CSI cyber. Yep. We got, we brought it all back. (laughs) It's just one big circle. That's it. It's the O in 90210. (laughs) Next time I call you guys on Skype, I'm just going to have like a wall of the red yarn and be like, (laughs) I've, I have cracked the code. It all comes back to Mrs. Teasley. <laughs> Mrs. Teasley. Yeah, because apparently, well, actually, that's not a the, bad segue. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Dylan's investigating the whole SAT thing full with his, like, zip-up binder thing he's got going on. And apparently, Brandon found some records about another kid who got accused of cheating on his SAT. And apparently, Mrs. Teasley loves Dylan and wrote him, like, a glowing letter of recommendation to the board or the cops, the (laughs) SAT people. (laughs) They keep calling it the board. And I was like, the board of what? Yeah. Is this of education? Is this of, like, California university system? Like, who? 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 (laughs) S-A-T. <laughs> School academic. Nope. Don't go ahead. <laughs> Teachers. Know, <I'm> like... <laughs> Teasley. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah. Dylan's still investigating, and this is still a thing. So what I thought was interesting was, like, Brandon brings him these articles and then for some reason tells him literally exactly where he found them in the Mm -hmm. library. And I was like, is that supposed to be a dig? Like you could have gone and do this yourself or like, was this just a pointless line? But either way, so they're talking and 
you know, Dylan says that Teasley wrote him this like really stellar letter of recommendation. And then later on in the episode, Miss Teasley tells him that the appeal is denied. And then when he goes to tell Brandon that Brandon was like, Oh, did those articles work? And he was like, Oh, it didn't even matter. Cause the appeal was denied. So did he submit the appeal without the articles? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he accidentally forgot to bring evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. How can we tell? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> My dog ate the evidence. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but that's literally like one of the last things that happens yeah. in the episode because then. Like Brandon hands him this and they're having this conversation where Brandon asks if Dylan and Brenda broke up over the SATs and Dylan just goes, it's more complicated than that. Right. Because like this is this just shows how clueless Brandon is. He thinks like a silly SAT thing would cause Dylan and Brenda to break up. Like not only does he clearly not understand the nature of their relationship, but he also like obviously has no clue about Brenda and Rick and then uh, Dylan and Kelly, which is hilarious how out of touch Brandon is. Well, and that's like, I don't think he knows about Dylan and Kelly yet because Dylan hasn't told anybody. And I think uh-huh. that's pretty interesting that Dylan is actually managing to keep this a secret. But the idea that Brandon hasn't picked up on the fact that, you know, Brenda lied to everyone about Rick and lied to Rick and still spent the day with him, even though she was still dating Dylan at this point. And Brandon's like, was it the SATs? <laughs> that was finally drove you apart. I know when Brenda scored 20 points higher than me, it tore me apart. So I can totally understand if you want to break up with her over the SATs. <sighs> Silly Brandon. Yeah, but that's really all of Dylan's little SAT thing. Because then he just comes later to the peach pit and is like, hey, dude, this thing's really bumming me out. Plus all the things I haven't told you yet. So I'm going to peace out because it's totally normal for a high school student to bail on school and just drive somewhere. Which I was editing the, uh, oh my God, I want to call him Mr. Suter because we mentioned him in that episode. The Mr. Myers episode from like Mm. two or three back. I think it was two back. And when Dylan and Mr. Myers are talking and Dylan's like, if somebody accused me of something, if I didn't do, I would just bail. Mm, I was like, good point. Oh, look at that. Yeah. At least he Brandon backs it back. up. Mm-hmm. I know, he actually bails. Mm-hmm. Not a like, good character quality, but, you know, at least he's consistent. Well, and that was kind of the thing. After this episode, you know, we do really get Brenda and Kelly, like, fighting with each other over Dylan, which, I mean, truthfully, they should both be fighting Dylan and not each other. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once they realize in the next episode that Dylan's gone... Kelly's going to be like, how did you date this for two years? I made it one date. (laughs) So true. Although they're like at a point where they're at the planetarium or whatever, and Kelly's being broody. And I'm like, okay, maybe this will work because they're both broody. Oh, I have, I have comments about the date when we get there because yeah. The next scene is when Kelly and Dylan are talking and Kelly wants to tell Brenda what happened mm-hmm. and like just make sure she's cool with it and like get her permission and all that kind of stuff. And like the idea that Brenda is not out of their relationship and like all Kelly can think of is Brenda in their relationship. I was like, this is going to cause problems. Totally. Uh, you, 
you cannot start dating someone's best friend 48 hours after you break up with them. Like no. you just cannot. Everyone is acting like, oh, we're totally cool with this. And, and Dylan can date whoever he wants. I'm like, no, he can't. Yeah. I mean, even without the circumstances, you just can't. Like, even if it was a clean breakup and there was no sneaking, sneaking around, it was just like you develop feelings for each other after the breakup, you still can't wait only two days. So then you throw on top of it that there's this, like, love affair during the summer. Ooh, boy. Well, yeah, because, like, the next time you see Brenda and Dylan, you realize they're in chemistry together and they're chemistry partners. And for some reason, when they do experiments, they have to bring their own chemicals. <laughs> yeah. Just like, okay. Interesting. Which, when Brenda was like, I needed you to bring, what was it, like, sodium chloride? I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, isn't that just salt? I Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I just love that she was like, well, you're supposed to bring sodium chloride and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got the radishes. <laughs> Where's literally everything else for this experiment? So Dylan is forgetful because not only did he forget the chemicals, he also forgot the evidence for his SAT thing. So Dylan's a forgetful boy. God, we could easily turn this into a sitcom of him just like smacking his face like, I knew I forgot something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, not again. <laughs> but yeah, I, the whole chemistry scene where she's like, oh, I got the radishes and I don't remember, like she's asking about the SATs and he's like, do you want a different chemistry partner? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you're supposed to bring everything else. And he's like, what's your problem? And she's like, do you want a new chemistry partner? I was like, you have chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though. Like, uh, stop it. I just, uh. I know. That was awkward, though. I was like, would definitely be awkward if you broke up with somebody and then had to still be their lab partner. But, like, it was so clearly not about the breakup, though, which made it even worse. It was like. I don't think they were necessarily fighting with each other because of the breakup. I think they were genuinely fighting because of the stress that Dylan was under for the SAT thing. And I don't know, Brenda's just not going to back down when somebody like snaps at her. Yeah. I mean, Brenda's honestly, Brenda's a little messy is the best thing (laughs) I can say about her in this episode. Like I just kept writing it down. I was like, this it's just messy. Mm -hmm. But like, I also think, that their relationship really thrived on the drama too. Like they kept cheating yeah. on each other and we're just like, we're good. Let's keep yeah. going. Let's hide behind mm-hmm. my parents' back. Let's yell and throw potted plants. And yeah, like that's that true. was, that was why when they were yelling at each other, I was like, this isn't over. Yeah. Like you guys can say it's over and you can say that Brenda's going to go date Rick and you can say that Dylan's going to go date Kelly, but this isn't over. Yeah. It's like that whole anger turns into passion kind of situation the walsh twins yeah Ugh. they're the same person sometimes why can brenda handle anger and rage so much better than brandon because she's shannon doherty and he's jason Priestley. <laughs> she reads and comprehends the lines better than he does yeah, I think that's the thing, right? Like, he just reads his lines, and he's like, okay, gotta be angry. Got it. Maybe <laughs> maybe he doesn't have a scene partner to do lines with. Like, <laughs> maybe he's just, like, practicing with himself, so he doesn't have anyone to give him the perspective of, like, dude, tone it down. Like, you're not supposed to get that mad or something, and Shannon's got, like, I don't know, 
Tori Spelling or somebody to practice with her who can just be like, no, 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 read that back, but like turn it back a notch. And then she does it and it's perfect. Like, I'm just imagining Jason Priestley has no friends. <laughs> sorry, Jason. Sorry, Jason. The girls of the week aren't there for him to practice with. Yeah. Yeah. They're was... day players, basically. Well, that's the thing, right? Because I think at this point he was dating um, what's-her-face that played Emily Valentine, Christine something. I don't uh-huh. remember her last name. Um, but I think they were dating at this point. So he was probably like, oh, we should, will you help me run my lines? And she was like, oh, for the show that got rid of me? Sure. <laughs> I was like, it's perfect. Just keep going. Just mm-hmm. do it that way. Gosh. <sighs> but uh, yeah, there was another scene I think we skipped over. Um, the Andrea in the Blaze stuff? Well, well, that one. But there was also Kelly and Dylan interacting with each other. Um, and this is like when they're outside. So I think it happened right after the Brandon, um, when he asked like, Oh, is the SATs why y'all broke up? Um, because Kelly, like he comes up to Kelly and is like kind of handsy. And she, to me was very clearly uncomfortable with PDA at this point. Um, you know, because they haven't told Brenda, they haven't really told anyone. Well, I mean, besides like David who found out, but like, not that they're going to get together because presumably, Two days ago was when Dylan showed up to Kelly's and, you know, was like, I want to be with you or whatever. But then Dylan does Dylan things and basically charms her because they kiss anyway. And I'm like, okay, the handsy thing would have been way easier to explain. But like, I don't know about y'all, but if I was in high school and I saw someone kiss that hadn't done that before, I would have been like, are they together? And then, bam, gossip and rumors. Mm -hmm. Well, and... Yeah, I think that's the scene where she's like, I just don't want to upset anybody. And he's like, well, you'll upset me if you don't go on a date with me tonight. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm, this is this is an interesting dynamic that's going on here. And I don't know how I feel about it. I know. It was like guilting her into it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, they talk about it later in the episode where Kelly goes to Brenda and is like, I wanted to tell you, but Dylan said not to. And Brenda's like, stop hiding behind Dylan. And I'm like, I feel like, though... You don't, you know how Dylan is. You know how he's like doing this. Like, oh, don't make me sad. Yeah. And he's like very persuasive because of that damn scar. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, he's, he's making me not like him right now. Like, yeah. This, I'm not the biggest fan of him right now. This was not a great Dylan episode. And honestly, so. I, I kind of just want to skip all of the Andrea stuff for later. Okay. Just because I just want to talk more about Deli and Dilda. <laughs> um, Del, Deli? Dildeli? Oh, you're trying to combine them all? I'm trying to put all three. I Brilly? Brelly? No. Bradelli. Brelda. I feel no. like Dildeli is good. <laughs> <laughs> Dilly Dally. I, I'm not against Dilly. Like, I don't think Dilly Dally actually <laughs> works, but I like it. I think, so it's after chemistry class when Brenda, Donna, and Kelly are all walking together. And Donna's like, oh, ask Brenda if she wants to hang out tonight. And oh, they're yeah. talking about, you know, her going out with Rick. And Brenda says the Dylan's free to date whoever she wants. And they're like, oh, are you sure you're really over him? And then she was like, between his trust fund, his SAT scores, and always sneaking around behind my back. And all I could think of was Kelly standing there being like, yeah, I got a date with that tonight. <laughs> I'm the lucky one. Right? Like, 
this whole episode was just like talking trash about Dylan. And I was like, I mean, he's super hot and apparently he's really good at making out. But truthfully, yeah, he's kind of messy. He's got baggage. Yeah. Well, and he's he's got anger issues and, you know, he's an alcoholic and he's, yeah, cheated on Brenda several times. I mean, she's cheated on him, too. So it's not like this relationship wasn't just toxic in general. Yeah. But yeah, her listing off all of his horrible qualities. I was like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. But, but that gets you real excited to go to the planetarium tonight. Seriously. But I thought it was funny that Donna actually kind of cared more about the breakup than Brenda did. Because, like, Donna's like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I think she said something like, well, wait, you you don't care who he goes out with or like some, you know, she's like clearly like upset about it. And, and both Kelly and Brendan are like, mm, no, it's fine. It's all good. Whatever. Yeah. I think Donna is definitely a romantic and, yeah. you know, like values relationships. Like it's even, I think kind of tying into the fact that she doesn't want to have sex until she's married and you know, how much she cares about people in general. And I just love her. She's so cute. She's sweet. And then in that storyline, they skip to that night because that's when Rick comes to pick Brenda up for their date and starts talking to Jim like Jim is a celebrity in the tax <laughs> accounting world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to point out, like, we need to, like, I'll screen cap it for when we promote this episode because <laughs> when they're in, like, the little... um foyer or whatever and it's like jim cindy brenda at some point brandon and then rick i was like oh my god rick is a tall drink of water and brandon (laughs) is so tiny like rick dwarfs brandon and like even in this scene i don't know if it was because cindy was wearing heels but this is the first time that i've even noticed that brandon's not even as tall as cindy (laughs) He's Cindy. so short. Truly, I was distracted by Cindy's outfit this entire episode. Like, this is the one where she's in the, like, it's kind of like a suit, but it also could be pajamas, and the shorts are really short, and the jacket's really big. And I was like, I don't know what Cindy's wearing. I kind of like it. I also kind of hate it. And it's also, like, 1030 at night. Why is she not taking it off? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, this, I I loved the scene in the foyer where, like, Brandon's just standing there. He serves no purpose in this entire thing. But then Rick is talking to Jim, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're from Minnesota, and you came out here. We're also from Minnesota, and we came out here. And then Rick is like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I transferred to UCLA because I have a great business economics program. And then Jim's like, I know someone in business economics. And then Rick's like, you're not Jim Walsh, are you? It's like, how many Jim Walshes are there in the phone book? Maybe a lot, but probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a lot. (laughs) But, like, this, honestly, if I did quotes of the week, I think this would be my quote of the week just because of my own reaction to it, where he's like, you're the Jim Walsh who wrote the last of the dying tax shelters in Business World magazine? Because as soon as he said that, I was like, Brenda is going to dump you in, like, the next 24 hours. Oh, yeah, the hard eyes that were on Jim as soon as Rick basically walked through the door. But then when he said that, whew. 
Like you could just see, he was just like, not Dylan, not Dylan. Wait, not Dylan has a name and it's Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and she even, when he says that he transfers to UCLA to go into the business economics program, she was like, I thought you were a writer. Oh yeah. I thought you were French. (laughs) (laughs) This is not going to last. There is no, like the Walsh's like him too much. He's boring. He, you know, doesn't cut class to take his Porsche down to the beach to go surf. He goes to college and actually tries to get internships and things. Yeah. I mean, Kelly says it later in the episode, but when she says that he's a stud, but that he's like a super boring stud or something like that, I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. See, yeah, that's the thing. I feel like Rick is perfect for Andrea. She's already with Jay, who is also perfect for her, but at least Rick is, like, in the same time zone. Also, when she says that Jay calls her before classes in the morning, I died. That's adorable. Oh, my God. I forgot you have a long-distance relationship. Yeah, please mention him more. Right? I like when she's happy. I know. And when she's not focused on Brandon all the time. Oh, my God. No, this episode was, like, peak Andrea, and I loved it. Yeah. But... Right after this, they go to leave, and Rick takes Brenda to the peach pit to sit at the bar. I was like, I I know you haven't been here very long, but surely you have to know there are other restaurants. Well, and uh, he tries to call it their place, and she's like, it's not our place. It's a place I've been to a lot with my ex-boyfriend, and also my brother works here. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they're immediately interrupted by David and Donna. And I was just like, yeah, you you have to leave. David's vest, he looked like Beetlejuice. (laughs) I was distracted by Donna just coming up to say hi and then just standing there and being like, okay, bye. Oh, so awkward. And, like, David sounded so morose. Like, he shook Rick's hand. He was like, hey, man, how you doing? (laughs) Yeah, like, he sounded like Eeyore. <laughs> he was just like, oh my god. I That scene I, was so uncomfortable. I feel like this was David's purpose in this entire episode, though. <laughs> because, like, yeah, he gets mad at Steve earlier and then just walks away. And then now he's just, like, there while Donna's like, no, we totally have to go say hi. And he's like, this is a bad idea. And she's like, no, we totally have to go say hi. And then he's like, hi. And nice then, to meet you, man. And then, like, the same thing happens later when Donna and him walk up while Kelly and Brenda are arguing. And he's just like, Kelly, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, David, he must have had a bad day or something. (laughs) Really, like, poor David. I don't always say that, but poor David. Yeah, it was not his day. Meanwhile, Kelly and Dylan are on a date, and this is when they're at the planetarium and being like, didn't we go here for a seventh grade field trip? Which is probably true. That sounds like a good field trip for kids. No, it's totally true. And probably the place that you won't take her on a date later. Mm -hmm. And wear a tie. Okay, yeah. Remember this time we were 12 and not together? And went to this really boring field trip. I brought you back. (laughs) Yeah. I splurged for this one. Which, I mean, planetariums are cute. I actually did go to the planetarium with John when we were in L.A. We went with Megan, so it was not romantic. (laughs) And we, I think we might have almost fallen asleep during the planetarium show. 
Yikes. Is it because it's the same video that they played in this one? <laughs> Probably. I mean, uh, yeah. It's a good excuse to just make out. Yeah. Like, I mean, all they did was like reminisce on who they sat next to and make some silly jokes about like, you afraid of getting caught by the teacher or something? Make a move on me. And then that happens. And I'm, if I were sitting behind them, I'd be like, um, Excuse me, I can't see the stars. Well, and that was, I was like, this is so painfully obvious what you're doing. Like, at least in a movie theater, I feel like it's a little easier to hide. But, like, Dylan had to, like, sit up and lean over and, like, put all this, like, movement into it. And I was like, y'all. And then they go outside to, you know, look at the city, I guess, and just talk about you know, what it's like to feel like nothing you do matters and you're really pissed off at the world. Yeah, this is when I was thinking that, like, when Brenda was originally talking about Dylan being so broody, Kelly's kind of broody too, so she can be broody with Dylan. Yeah, which I'm totally okay with, and I get, you know, them getting along together. I don't know if it's necessarily first date talk to be like, this is where I come and I'm so pissed off I can't even see straight. Yeah. No, definitely not. I mean, Kelly takes it in stride, and then you guys get to make out a little bit. But then it's another time where Kelly wants to slow it down, and Dylan's like, we've known each other for, you know, seven years or whatever. We've taken it slow enough. That may be true, but you haven't known each other in this capacity. So it's like a whole new ballgame, plus... You can clearly tell because she's been like this the whole episode when she's been with Dylan. It's like she's still uncomfortable with this, probably because of the guilt that she feels about betraying Brenda. And when she finds out, because to this point, she still doesn't know. Yeah, which is insane to me. Like, I totally get Kelly being like, we are out in the open. Like, she could be anywhere. And truthfully, Mm -hmm. she is. They run into them very soon. Exactly. Yeah, because they go to that restaurant. And um, they are eating, I guess, like a tiramisu type deal. And I really hate the lines that Kelly was fed because, no pun intended, but it's because it's just showing how, like, guys don't even think about what they put into their body. But a girl always has to be mindful of what, how many calories she's eating and what kind of calories they are. And, oh, will I look good in, in what I'm wearing or da 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 And I'm just like... All right, that was a little annoying because I honestly, we haven't really seen Kelly care about that that much. I mean, when she did the the cardio funk episode or whatever, but like that was more exercise, not about like losing weight or anything. So I'm just like, "Eh, don't love it. At least she ate it anyway. And then, yeah, they basically make out across the table. Which I have never been to a restaurant with a table small enough to just like lean over and make out. And all I could think of was that whatever dessert is there is getting all in Kelly's hair. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, I know what long hair is about. That hair is getting all up in that food. I know, like, they're going to go to clear the table and just be like, well, here's 17 pieces of blonde hair all over the table. <laughs> also, no. like, I don't think I've ever been with anybody that even if the table was small enough to where we could, like, reach over and make out, I've never been with anybody that would do that. Like, the people I've been with aren't big into PDA like that, and I wouldn't be either. Not in a restaurant. No, when John and I go to restaurants, it's less of tables, but if we get sat at booths, I make him sit next to me instead of across from me so that I can, like, actually be physically close to him. But it's not like I'm, like, sit next to me so that we can make out. 
Yeah. I mean, we're also 30 and not 17. Right. Still. True. Yeah, they're making out across the table and, you know, Dylan pays the bill and is like, oh, let's get out of here and, you know, go somewhere more comfortable or whatever the hell he says. Oh, he says, spend the night with me, Kelly. That's when he says it. Yeah, I knew he said it at some point. And yeah, it makes sense that it was before here because after this, she's just super upset and wants to go home, which I mean, duh. Yeah. And like, oh, I don't know. Dylan is being very physically aggressive with her and like I want to make out with you even when you're saying like I want to slow it down and I want you to come spend the night with me and we can finally you know blah 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 mm-hmm. and I was like this is a lot I feel like this is a very aggressive first date well I almost wonder if Dylan's sort of being that way because he knows that Kelly's had sex before and with Brenda it was a much bigger deal so maybe he's like, I know that I can get like terrible to think like that or say this, but like maybe he's thinking that he could get some from Kelly when he wasn't from Brenda. So I'm going to go for it because I think it'll work. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, he knows that, you know, Kelly has sex and that she's much more familiar with like the pill and having sex and all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I definitely thought it too. And I was really hoping that it was just me and that that wasn't actually what was happening on screen. Yeah. But they go to but leave here the... comes the drama. <laughs> yeah, because they go to leave the restaurant and that's when Rick and Brenda show up and Brenda immediately just like drives into them and it's like oh my god I can't believe that you've been doing this behind my back Kelly I thought you didn't want to be thought of as a bimbo which oh my god yeah you can't like what? you can't do that what a bit <sighs> I know. seriously and I love <laughs> that like Rick was just like I gotta step in here and say something I was like no Rick you need to leave <laughs> you need to get out of this restaurant right now It was kind of funny how he immediately, like, this just proves again how perfect he is for Andrea because he's immediately like, all right, now let's have you talk out your side and you talk out your side. And by the end of it, we'll all be friends. (laughs) I know. He was so, he was like, you guys have been friends for too long to let this happen. And I was like, I'm sorry, you're on a date with the one that was just like, you bitch, how dare you date my ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Like, you should see what is happening right in front of you and just be like, I have to go. <laughs> yes. Um, you think you can get a ride home from them? Okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> right? Like, Oh, I, uh, I left something in my car <laughs> in UCLA. Sorry. I go. Yeah. I'm like, as soon, yeah. So Kelly like pushes past her and then, I assume this is where the commercial break would have been, but like you see a pretty good close up of Brenda's face and she's about to be crying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This has to be the worst date that Rick has ever been on in his life. Seriously. Yeah. Basically like Brenda keeps up the whole bimbo insult and then we get a go to hell from Kelly. So cool. Yeah. And this is after they've already had the failure at the peach pit. Mm hmm. Like don't date her just to get to her father. (laughs) don't do it you'll find another gym rick there is no other gym god it's so bad really though the two of them should be dating seriously um yeah why was everyone obsessed with jim in this episode i don't know (laughs) and like 
yeah, so Kelly and Dylan leave, and I think like the next part of the dilly dally da 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 <laughs> is like I think it's later that night when they're at Dylan's house and Kelly's yeah. super upset mm-hmm. and then just ends up leaving. And yeah, because she basically feels like she's a rebound. And he's, like, trying to say she's not a rebound because, like, they started this thing when she, uh, Dylan and Brenda were still dating. So how could she possibly be a rebound? But, like, okay, yeah, because this is where she says, I feel like maybe I'm here because she's not. And he mm-hmm. was like, what about all that stuff that happened over the summer? And I just wanted to, like, yell into the screen, like, Brenda wasn't there. Yeah, that's literally like, what she meant by that. <laughs> yeah, you would not have been making out with Kelly if Brenda had been there to make out with. Exactly. None of that would have happened if Brenda was home. So, like, Kelly is on it. Like, she knows. Yeah. And Dylan clearly just doesn't get it. No, he really doesn't. Like, he's, he's like, top-tier bad Dylan mm-hmm. right now. Like he's just, Yeah, he's, he's being destructive Dylan right now. Yeah. And then you see, like, this is where you find out that the next, I guess the next day at school, that his appeal to the SAT board Mm -hmm. has been denied and he refuses to take the test again. So he storms out of the place and then he storms past Brenda and Kelly who have been arguing because that's when Kelly calls Rick a big, boring stud. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And then Brenda goes, at least I wasn't second choice. But then Kelly, didn't Kelly say like, I wasn't. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. And then they never expand upon it. And so I can't tell if that was just Kelly defending herself or being like, well, I know something you don't know. I know that's, that's what I couldn't figure out. Like, cause they let it hang there. Yeah. Cause that's when Dylan walks by all, you know, grumpy and both Brenda and Kelly are like, Dylan, where are you going? And he's like, anywhere but here. And that's, they should have just been a thruple. <laughs> I know. Also, I had higher expectations for that fight, though. I know. Like, that's the thing is after, you know, all of this, like, I'm not sure how much more fighting we're going to get. I hope it's more. But the fact that Dylan is planning on bailing and bailing mm-hmm. on technically both of them Like, yeah, now I really just want Brenda and Kelly to just be like, yeah, he sucks to date. Yeah, let's go Thelma and Louise here and just have them band together against Dylan. Brenda and Kelly should date. (laughs) That's how we get our Brelly. That's how we get the Brelly. The real Brelly, not the Brandon and Kelly Brelly. Yeah, we're going to have to call that like Brally or something. (laughs) Brally. Brally is way worse than Brelly. Branly. Yeah. It, I feel like, yeah, whenever it happens, we need, like, a gross name for it. It can't be yeah. fun, like, Dilda and Brelly. It has to be, like, Brandon Lee. <laughs> Crandon. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, though, it's going to be gross, and I'm not going to like it. And Kelly's poor little face is just going to get slobbered all over. <laughs> yeah. Ew. It's going to be so gross. I know. And yeah, yeah. So basically, like that's it for the the big story because later you see in Kelly's room, I think that's when she's talking to David, and she says after a lot of soul searching, because she said all of that, 
And I was like, Kelly, it's been like two days. Like, you have not had time to soul search. Yeah. But she calls Dylan and leaves him a message. And is like, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know what's going on with us. So it's like, you know, talk about it. And he just yeah, stands and there and ignores it. Yeah, he just stands there listening to the message. And that's when we actually end the episode with Brenda. Well, I guess we skipped the part where Brenda breaks up with Rick. But <laughs> it was a lame conversation, so. Well, and yeah, the only thing that happens in it is, like, Brenda has to realize that she's dating her dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he even has the same keyboard as yeah. Jim. His dad, like, programmed the keyboard. And then Jim is like, oh, my keyboard. And I was like, no, do not get the keyboard. <laughs> leave the keyboard where it is and like Jim's bringing him a book to read and then he goes to make out with her and she's like actually I think you're my dad's friend (laughs) yeah even he says like your dad's gonna be upset like the fact that they're not gonna date anymore Ugh. and then like she's saying all this stuff to him and he thinks that she's the one and I was like Rick do you think that little of yourself well and like I don't know. Like, that was so strange. I'm like, bruh, you've known her? Like, yeah, I know you knew her for a couple of days in Paris. But let's just say for timeline purposes, they've maybe known each other, like, two weeks tops. And, like, think of what she has done to him in that time. She lied to him in Paris about who she was and gave him a bullshit tour. So she may have like ruined his Paris experience by not actually showing him Paris. Mm -hmm. Then she stands him up when he invites her to go backpacking with her, with him. Then she lies to him again when he gets to LA and leads him on while he's in LA with her. Then they go on this horrible date together where she just screams at her best friend and her ex-boyfriend. And then she breaks up with him and he's just like, but you're the one. Don't lose my number. Because <laughs> I certainly won't lose yours. <laughs> and even like he goes to try and kiss her and she like turns her face away. So he gets like the corner of the mouth. And I was like, that's like the biggest denial. Yeah. So. Yikes. But yeah. then we see this is what closes the, ep- closes the episode because then we actually see Brenda also calling Dylan. And obviously Dylan's not there. So. Neither Kelly nor Brenda get in touch with him, but interesting that she called him. So this is where I found an interview with Dean Kane because um, I don't know exactly who he's talking to. It's like the Today Show or something, but it's like most people know Dean Kane is the man of steel. But if you're a real Dean Kane fan, you remember him from 90210. And so they ask him about it and he says, and this is a quote. Here's the weird thing about the show. I was supposed to break up with her when I found out that she was sort of a fraud and she was lying to me, but Shannon didn't want that to happen. She didn't want a guest star to come on and break up with her, and so instead they turned me into a dork. You're an actor. You're just a gun for hire. You can't go, oh, I don't want to do that. You say what you're told to. You sing what you're told to sing. Some of his lines were, oof. You just get the cheesy lines, but you got to say them. Whoa. Like, Everyone knew. Everyone knew about this. And, like, you know, it's been, you know, rumored for years that Shannon Doherty was difficult to work with. And may still be. Who knows? Well, and specifically on this show, and specifically 
called out by, I think, Jenny Garth and maybe Tori Spelling at some point. Oh, yeah, definitely by both of them. And it's a question of, like, you know, when, who knows what they're talking about. And, like, Jason Priestley has been on the record saying stuff. I think he even said it in his memoir, which I will be reading yeah. at some <laughs> point in my life. Maybe he'll address his anger issues. I just feel like he's got to. Like, he's got to <laughs> be like, we all knew it was bad. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. And, yeah, yeah. then... Like you said, Brenda tries to call Dylan, but he's not there. And so, like, they both tried to call him, and he didn't pick up. And could you even imagine what it would do to their relationship, like Brenda and Kelly's, if Brenda called Dylan that night to get back together? Kelly doesn't deserve that. No, she doesn't. But at the same time, I'm like, whose side am I on here? Because, like... I still feel like I'm kind of on Kelly's side, but it's only because, not because she, you know, aided Dylan in cheating on Brenda, but it's like, because she's definitely going to be the one, it's it's almost like I know she's going to be the one to suffer the most, so I just have more empathy for her, but yeah, no one comes out good in this. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about how when all of this is over... Kelly's going to be the one that takes the brunt of it because she's quote unquote the bimbo and quote unquote the other woman. Yeah. And that's like, because of her, you know, uh, history, Mm -hmm. I guess. And the fact that they did start, you know, making out and spending all this time together while Brenda was gone. Like this is all going to blow up on Kelly, even though it deserves to blow up on Dylan too. Yeah, totally. But I mean, even so far, like, He's shown us with his actions that, like, when things get tough, he just bails. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's going to be the one left to deal with it. You know? Not fun. You know. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's how the episode ends. That's how their story for this week ends. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, pretty much other than that is just Steve constantly being scared that he's going to get found out for what he did. Yeah, and he's, like, hanging out with Andrea, but... Under the guise of, like, you know, helping her around, like, get around the peach pit and all that kind of stuff. But it's definitely because he's trying to get information because the Blaze is launching, like, a full-on investigation as well as, like, the cops in trying to figure out who done it because um, Andrea wants that Peabody Award or whatever it is that she's supposed to win, which is so on brand for her. But also, like, yeah, like, this could be a huge story, and if she was the one to break it... That's what journalism is. But I mean, truthfully, is it really that big of a story? Like some rich kid at a rich school, I mean, at the beginning of it, before she finds out about the legacy key. Right. But some rich kid at a rich school goes to the one computer that is barely password protected to change their grades. And then the computer froze and everything got put back to normal. Like, if that was the whole story, that's not a story. That's all that she knew at the beginning of it. So when she says that this could be an award-winning story, I was like, no, it's Steve. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we probably, like, because we know the whole thing, like, the audience knows the whole story beforehand, we're like, yeah, 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 do that. It could be a good story. But yeah, from her perspective, it's like, how this, no, that's not a story. And then, yeah, I mean, once she finds out from Jay about the legacy key, and I guess, yeah, Brandon does get one more scene mm-hmm. 
because she starts asking him about the legacy key because she's like, oh, well, Jay called me this morning. I was like, let's, let's just focus on that. Let's stop talking about all this. Let's just talk more about Jay. And also only say Jay when you're in front of Brandon. <laughs> Gosh. It, yeah. So he tells her about this legacy key. And now she's like, oh, it's the Billionaire Boys Club. Like now it could be a really big story. Which I do think it would still be more interesting. I don't think she's going to like get a book deal out of it or no. anything. But now Brandon knows about the legacy key and he remembers Steve asking him if he should take it back right before school started. And so he like, goes to Steve and is essentially just like, prove you're innocent by turning in the guy who offered you the key. Which wasn't going to work even if Steve was innocent. Like, I don't feel like Steve would turn people in because he values other people's opinions of him so much. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, Steve lies to him and says, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't take the key. I'm still really confused about the fact that the key didn't work. He got caught by the janitor trying to steal another key and then still managed to break into the school. And now the janitor is trying to blackmail him because he got caught trying to steal a key. And before, I was assuming that the janitor ended up selling a key to him later. Mm-hmm. But then how would the blackmail be working? Because if he says, if the janitor says that Steve's the one that did it and he caught him because he tried to sneak in. Oh, hello. I have a cat here. <laughs> I did not realize there was still a cat in this room. Um, hold on. He's about to get all up in my cords. <laughs> Can I help you, buddy? Oh, no. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't participate. <laughs> He's still just like leaning against my hand. I can't move my hand. Um, but yeah, so the blackmail wouldn't work because if the janitor tells them that Steve tried to steal a key from him and that's how Steve got in. Couldn't Steve just say the janitor sold him the key? Yeah. I mean the, that, yes, that's the whole point though, is that the janitor is like, well, it's my word against yours and I've been here 15 years and you're a kid. Yeah. The janitor also has a really creepy office full of porn. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of naked ladies on his wall. Ugh. Like, Yikes. I just, I don't think that that janitor actually has that much of a leg to stand on. Although Steve hasn't gotten caught yet. And I know that it's going to blow up on him and like he will get in some sort of trouble. I do think it was interesting that, you know, I made all these comments about the episode and yeah, Brandon, or Brandon. Oh my God. What's <laughs> happening to me? Um, John was asking me when the episodes aired and yeah, like he was just like, oh, well, his little freshman buddy is going to get in trouble. Like, that kid's going to go to jail. Yeah, absolutely. Herbert's going to get in trouble, not Steve. And they were even saying that, like, the police were, they were going to get a conviction. They were going to figure out how to do it. They were going to, you know, put up a $250 reward Mm -hmm. to find somebody, which is a lot. And I mean, I guess to an extent I get it because you want to figure out who tried to change their grades, but none of the grades did get changed or at least stayed changed. Yeah. And truthfully, I feel like it's more of a, like we messed up and we need to work on our cybersecurity. No more telling someone our password over the phone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think at this point, 
they shouldn't be as concerned, like you said, with getting a conviction, but more fixing the problem and then actually addressing their security issues. Because if it's widely known that somebody can come in and just change grades or get into the computer or whatever, that's more the issue, not that kids are going to try. Yeah. And I mean, that was the thing, like, you know, John was asking me what years these aired and then was telling me about all these cybersecurity laws because apparently they're just written incredibly vaguely. And it's like, you can technically be prosecuted as a, it can be a felony to like Mm. violate the terms of service when you like, you know, download an app from the app store. Oh, wow. And it's literally, it's a question of, you know, how much do all these places care? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's so vaguely written. And Mm. just by saying that you violated this, you know, law from 1986. I don't know. There, I'm sure there's a lot more in it that I am not aware of. And I feel like if we just asked our husbands, we'd have four extra podcast episodes just about really boring cybersecurity stuff. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to conjecture wildly Yeah. and assume. That- yeah, because we're not experts. We don't claim to be. I, do you know how many times we get stuff wrong on these episodes and I'm just like, oops. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Sorry. I'll never talk of it again. <laughs> but yeah, the only other thing that happens in this episode is Dottie. And this Dottie is uh, Jim's assistant or secretary or whatever. And she's a temp. And I love how they use the name Dottie because it makes her sound like she's an older lady because Dottie is not like a young name. And um, she's calling the Walshes like a bunch of times just to make sure Jim knows about stuff and papers and people in New York and things need to be signed and you have to do it tonight. And then she comes over because it makes sense to just get a signature at nine 30 at night instead of nine in the morning. And she comes over and she apparently gorgeous and Cindy sees this and is like, Oh, you're Dottie. I'm Cindy. <gasps> and storms off. <laughs> and like, okay. So This whole time where they're like, oh my gosh, Dottie is the best secretary I've ever had. She's the best one since we moved to California. She's just a temp, but I love her and all of this. Every time they mention that, I just wanted to say, you know, Jim, you know she's working so hard because she wants the job. Like, she's putting it overtime because she can get paid overtime because she's hourly since she's a temp. Mm -hmm. And, like, I get that, you know, she's a really good assistant, But it also doesn't make a ton of sense that, yeah, Jim, she would call and Jim would be like, oh, it's 930 at night. I'm going to go back to the office to sign these documents she worked so hard on. Like, yeah, of course, Jim is feeling gross feelings about Dottie. Well, and at first it's like he's I guess he's not. He's just claiming that it's like he loves the initiative and loves the dedication. And she just is one step step ahead of me. But then, yeah, it's like he has that creepy, well, hallucination Uh, when she's in his office. It grossed me out. I didn't like it. hated it. Like, I just, oh, I hated it so much. And I actually wrote in my notes, I was like, I really hope Dottie heard when he was like, oh, yeah, I'll have sex with you. Yeah. Like, I'll sleep with you. I mean, sleep on it. I'm like, HR? Right? Like, I just really wanted her to hear that to be like um fuck you yeah like bye excuse me what what gives you the right i'm here for the job 
not you, Jim. Ugh. Ugh. And yeah, like that was like nothing else comes of it. So I'm, I'm curious to see if there's some continuity with like Jim being a gross old man. Because yeah, like she shows up and she's really pretty and Brandon's gross about it. Jim's gross about it. Cindy's jealous about it. And Jim is like, when I'm at work, all I think about is you and the kids and the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> My Minnesota twins and the Minnesota Vikings. And then she's like, oh, Jim. And then You're she right. never hears about it again. Yeah. Even though he has a whole fantasy of his assistant unzipping her skirt and climbing onto his desk. From the bottom. I, it was a weird <laughs> outfit. There, there were a lot of zippers. And that was because of, yeah, it was a very booby sweater, too. Not yeah. at first, too, which I found super interesting because I noticed that. But, like, when it's not the hallucination, it was still that, like, round cut, but, like, not that bad. And then the hallucination kicked in, and she's, like, over the desk, and she's like, whoa, hello there. Yeah, so I think they did. they clearly did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I don't want to end this talking about talking about boobs gym and boobs <laughs> is there literally anything else that you guys want to bring up um hang on i'll find something oh dylan made a star trek reference at the planetarium there we oh. go i didn't catch it i caught it when she was talking about something i think he was like yeah you're right we're in a time warp and he's like beam me up oh oh oh, oh. I or, see. Or whatever i think he said like get me out of here yeah but i was like oh i got that i heard that you nerd. You nerd. Okay. Oh, I feel better now. Okay. <laughs> so what did you grade the episode? Um, I gave it like a B minus for Broody. Okay. Because I didn't love it. It kind of felt, even though there was like some plot progression, it just, it felt like a filler episode. It, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing Brandon's anger. And see, I can agree with you. That I think this was a little bit of a filler episode, but I wonder if we think it was a filler episode because there are 30 episodes this season. And so they <laughs> kind of just had to drag some stuff out. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm not totally against it, though. Like, I kind of really liked it. I'm not sure I totally agree with giving it an A, but I think I'd give it like a B plus. Yeah, I mean, nothing was really wrong with the episode. I think... I'm just so used to this high-octane drama where we've got some high highs and some low lows. So, yeah, this one feeling kind of average was, like, probably for the best, but, yeah. No, I'll give it I'll give it a B-plus for Brendilly. <laughs> <sighs> what would we do with their last names? We got Walsh, McKay, and Taylor. McWhaler. That's yep. good. That'll no. do it. No, I... I don't know if I'll keep in the stuff from before we started recording, but I really like all of our like ship names that we've got mm -hmm. going on. Like I liked Brick. I liked Deli. I liked Sherbert. I like Stondria the best. I love Stondria because I actually like that couple <laughs> together. It just sucks so hard that Donna and David is either Donna or David. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh, but it sucks. I know. What uh, are, have we tried to put their last names together? No, it'd be like Milver 
or Mar Marvel Marver Marver mm. or uh, Silton. They can't no. stay together. Their names don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if your names don't work, it doesn't work. Although Mary and Michael is either Mary or Michael. <laughs> Excuse me, we were McFarty. <laughs> Or McDicks. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Or Dick Lardy. (laughs) I take it all back. Yours is perfect. (laughs) I was going to say, if anyone, like, John and I's doesn't work because we're Jerry-el. Yeah, I love that. I guess it could be Jerry. (laughs) Yeah. Aw, Jerry. (laughs) I do like that that one the best. I mean, let's be be real. I like mine selfishly the best. Nateland just works. It's so perfect. (laughs) No one can beat Naitlin. <laughs> it's not fair. It's actually really not fair. What can I say? When I choose my husband, I think of his name first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everyone that listens to us tells us their favorite couples and their couple names on this show mm-hmm. by sending us an email at back to podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or also tell us on Twitter or Instagram what your favorite couple name is. Or if you have a great couple name for you and your significant other, add back to podcast. Or while you're at it, just go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes um, with also your thoughts and other things that you want to put in it. And we'll read it on the show. Yeah, sure will. (laughs) Put the couple name there, too. Yeah. Which do you Just like put it everywhere? Do you like McDix, Naitlin, or Jerry? Yeah. God, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> oh, I think McDix is gonna take it. <laughs> I do really like McDix. I really I sometimes I miss your maiden name because every now and then I'll see the photos from your bachelorette party where we got to use the hashtags no more dicks and bye bye dicks. Yes. <laughs> so good. Too good. It was so perfect. Um, and I guess what what are we talking about next week? Yeah, so next week we're on season three, episode fourteen, Wild Horses. And I think is that the halfway point or are there thirty episodes? There's thirty, so we'll have one okay. more. But this All is right. the pie episode. Three fourteen. Three point one four. So I'll have pie next week. Oh, we should do that. Yeah, let's have pie and talk about it. <laughs> All right, I'll go to the grocery store tomorrow and buy myself a little pie. Perfect. What flavor are you guys going to get? Hmm. Ooh, I don't know what they're going to have, but if they have key lime, I want it. The Kroger that I've been going to lately, the one by work, has, I don't know what the company is that sells them, but in the refrigerated section, they've got little mini key lime pies that are like two for $6. I've seen those and they're good. They're very good. So that's what I'm going to get. Nice. Yeah. I'm not a fan of key lime pie, so I'm not sure what I'll get. Wow. Caitlin. I just don't like it. Everyone else is like, I'm going to get a key lime pie. And Caitlin's just like, key lime's disgusting. It is. In my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see everyone next week for Pie Week. And until then, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Ariel. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.